2: Let's move on in terms of the running game to the running back. Dante Foreman from the Panthers comes over. He's a journeyman in the NFL, has overcome injuries, has overcome personal adversity. Dan, I'll take you back to college. You know I love college football. We both do. But Dante Foreman had 2,000 yards at Texas as a senior. goodness sakes, this guy was coming out and coming in the league hot. And he's still very confident. I don't think you ever lose that bravado if you're a running back who's had that degree of success at a place like texas in college i'm curious what you think about that addition he is absolutely cheaper one year three million dollars than david montgomery would have been and as he will tell you he was more productive last year than david montgomery so i don't know what the bears have maybe he's going to be a guy that if he can stay healthy that's a big if he ends up leading them in rushing that that wouldn't be crazy
0: it's not a crazy thought. I, I need to see more from him. My, my genuine curiosity is what they value about his bruising nature, because I think that there was kind of an expectation that speed was going to be something that you were going to prioritize in the running back position. And this he's not a, a slow guy, but he's not a burner by any stretch of the imagination. And so you're going to have to work around that. Now, I've had a chance in the last week to familiarize myself with Deontay Foreman's uh, history, which I wasn't aware of in terms of number one he was out of the league for a little while and making plans to run his trucking company. <laughs> you know, he thought his days in the NFL were over before he resurfaced in Tennessee in 2021. And then we get late in the 2021 season and Derek Henry gets hurt and he gets an opportunity and he showcases himself well. And then he goes on to Carolina and last year they make that October trade to Christian McCaffrey across to the other coast in San Francisco. And, and he gets another opportunity and he makes the most of that with the best season he's had to date in terms of the way he ran the ball and the success he had. And so when we go back to that earlier conversation about resilience, about a guy who um, has been through some things early in his career, Achilles tendon injury, a a biceps tear, he's he's had some things go astray and he thought he was out of the league. And then when he gets back in, every time he's been given a chance the last two years, he's taken advantage of it. That makes me excited if I'm inside the building at Hallis Hall and saying, okay, we're going to be able to squeeze something out of a guy who is, who is consistently determined and has made the most of opportunities given to him, I just want to hear a little bit more about the fit uh, and just how he fits into the offense and, and, and whether you're still interested in walking into draft weekend in late April and trying to find a guy that has that, that, that speed sizzle to him.
2: As you can imagine, he's a product of his experiences. They have framed who he is. So when he had a chance to address the Bears media for the first time, he was asked what he has learned through the adversity he has gone through
1: i learned a lot about myself um just due to my injuries through um you know losing my dad just you know just depression stages i went through um you know being injured um not being able to play at the level that i want to play at um and it taught me a lot about myself it taught me a lot about my resistance it taught me a lot of a lot about you know just the growth that i needed to you know get to um start seeing things differently not even just in football but just in life um, as a man, just growing, um, trying to be better um, outside of football, just, just as a person, um, and just trying to figure out, you know, what was, what was causing me to, you know, have those type of depressions and not be as happy as I wanted to be. And I think that, um, as I, I as I kind of went through that phase of my life, I think it just changed, you know, changed a lot about me, it changed a lot about my mentality and the, the way I look at things, the way I view situations. And know, um, you know, I think that's helped me a lot you know um, i've grown a lot um and i just want to continue to grow continue to get better as a person as a football player um you know just just keep elevating
2: that's a motivated
1: running back dan yeah,
0: I think it was the fall, two thousand and twenty-one. He referenced the the passing of his father. He died in a freightliner accident. You know, a really tragic event. And and you you understand that, um, you know these are human beings who have been through a lot of stuff. And 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 so he, it's going to be really, uh, I guess, fun to get to know Deontay Foreman a little bit better uh, in the spring months, and then watch him uh, progress into training camp and see how he how he maximizes this latest opportunity.
2: And we can describe everything he is as a runner, but it's better to hear from him himself. This is how he described. Deontay Foreman, the runner?
1: I think I'm a tough, a tough runner, hard-nosed runner. Um, But I also feel like, you know, I got a little finesse. Um, you know, I could make some guys miss. I think that's another part of my game that I want to kind of um, instill is, you know, getting better in the open field, making guys miss in the open field. But I think breaking tackles and, you know, just sitting on my run, setting up the blocks um, and getting really what I want, I think that's probably, a, you know, a big thing, big part of my game. And also, I think what people don't – Give me credit for because i haven't been able to show it a lot with the teams i've been on was you know how well i actually catch the ball and you know what i could do in the backfield as far as being a receiver i think um you know that's something that i really want to showcase so um you know i'm looking forward i'm looking forward to it man i think um uh, you know being here if i get that opportunity i think it'll you know take my game to a different level
2: i think you'll get the opportunities Khalil Herbert has to stay healthy. It's a good one-two punch. They may draft a guy still. Yeah, Dan may, wouldn't preclude them from doing that, but I think Foreman goes in as a guy that's going to get a lot of touches.
0: The contract you gave him doesn't require you to give him a lot of touches if you find someone else you like better. And so that's just something to prepare yourself for. I need to see what happens on draft weekend, how many guys they bring in, if there is a running back as part of that mix, how they how they kind of envision that guy fitting in. But you certainly have a proven productive pro who's done a lot the last two years to show that he's back on uh, solid ground, both physically and, and emotionally. And, and so hopefully they can take advantage of that.
2: Speaking of someone who's overcome a lot through an ACL injury and surgery, Robert Tunyon, the tight end from the Packers, who apparently always considered himself a bear <laughs> was destined to play uh, for the Bears growing up in McHenry, Brian Erlacher fan. I love this kind of backstory, but Dan, from a football perspective, if he stays healthy, he gives Justin Fields another red zone option. I remember when he was bursting onto the scene, it was more than just maybe Aaron Rodgers helped create Robert Tanya, but he made clutch catches when he needed to. And he deserves the credit for being able to ascend and become the player that was sought after in free agency. I think this is a pretty interesting addition.
0: Well, I think back to last preseason, um and you know i wrote a story going into the, the the home opener of the preseason about these local kids that were so eager to play for the bears at the time it was jack sanborn and michael Schofield and micah Treadway and you had this whole host a host of guys that were eager to take advantage of that opportunity well now you've added tj edwards and, and robert Tunyon to that list and um we joke about it but I, I it is almost like the this this coaching staff in this front office has has put that as a box on their checklist that it's a plus if a guy has the hometown passion for the organization because they think they can squeeze more out of it. Um, I don't know that there's anything to that, but I, I don't know. Do you agree? It just, it feels like it's, it's become more than a coincidence at this point, all these guys that have wound up wearing this uniform that, that wore it as kids out at their own schoolyard.
2: It's on brand and I, it's a little hokey. If that is a factor <laughs> in the, in the evaluation, I, I think it's gotta be more coincidence than design. I I, I hope so. Because while it's an important thing, and you love the idea of having players who care that much, that they're going to be giving that much extra on Sunday for the team they grew up rooting for as a kid, I, I don't know that you go out and you pursue those guys because of that. I think it's part of the, maybe it's a bonus. It's a trait. It's something like, oh, I didn't know that. That's great. But I, I, I don't know. I, I think that it is very undeniable. Because yeah. <laughs> they've got their own. Imagine, I think it's probably a good way too to ensure that that Soldier Field's never going to be, you know, empty. Apathy's yeah, not going to be as big of a problem when you have all these locals.
0: Family Fest in August going to be a, a, a raucous time once again. Look like Robert Tunyon is a guy who, by his own admission, last year struggled to get back to the level that he wanted to be at at coming off the ACL injury. I'm a, I'm still curious to to, to kind of feel out how he makes his way with a quarterback that isn't a first ballot hall of famer Uh you know it's really easy to have your production are you sure about
2: that yet can you say that about justin fields yet are you (laughs) are you are you picking him apart again dan He's not a first ballot Hall of Famer.
0: He's not a no doubt first ballot Hall of Famer. I'll put that on record here okay. on March 20th, 2023 on the Take the North podcast. Um, but but look, like Tanyan, uh, you know, he's a guy that that can give you something. And one thing I do like is the familiarity with Luke Getze. So those two guys familiarizing themselves with one another shouldn't take very long. And you've got a guy that, that can kind of come in here and his role should be defined quicker than others because the offensive coordinator theoretically should know a lot about who he is and what he isn't.
2: And who he is is somebody who has overcome his own ACL tear. And that alone gives him something. He he overcame the adversity. He was bursting onto the scene. 2021, he had to deal with something he really hadn't dealt with much before. And this is how he described what he went through.
3: Just kind of for me, it was just get back on the field as quick as possible, just in terms of my mental, because I just wanted to play football. Um, And uh, I came back in 10 months. I don't know, probably got like maybe nine or ten practices in before I played the first game. You know, didn't miss a game or a practice all year. Um, you know, it, it is different. It's difficult because you know you don't play football for a whole year, and your body and mind kind of check out of the actual football aspect of things. Uh, like neurologically speaking, um, you know, your body's not used to those movements and playing and straining and stuff like that. Uh, but towards the end of the year. The last four games after our late bye week, um, I just kind of started feeling like myself again and being able to put like my brand of football out there uh, that I was seeking. And um, just kind of ended strong and just gave me, you know, a better feeling about going into the offseason and going into this uh, process. Smart addition, Robert
2: Tanyan. I like the I like the role that he could play. Did you ever tear your ACL? No, I, sp- I had a bad sprain, had to miss a game. But, uh, no, I, I was avo- able to avoid the knife.
0: Me, me neither. I became familiar in 2012 covering Adrian Peterson's well-documented recovery from the ACL tear about proprioception, which is part of what Robert Tunyon was alluding to there, which is like your 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 brain's ability to understand the movements after you've had this reconstructive surgery. and And it does take some guys a little longer than others to get that – to get that connection back and, and to get that feeling back. And so it was really interesting to kind of hear him touch on that a little bit. And we'll see where he is at in the spring. And, and obviously feels like he's uh on the right path to, to being back to who he wants to be.
2: Let's quickly get through the last two guys who they're adding to the offensive depth chart. Travis Homer, who is running back three, RB3, I guess. And yeah. P.J. Walker, QB2, because Trevor Simeon was waived. After or since our last podcast. And I think it's interesting because PJ Walker uh, is not stylistically like Justin Fields uh, as much as maybe Trevor Simeon was. That was a little bit of a surprise, Dan, once they start looking at um, the profile and the background he has accomplished. He is a former Panther, which might qualify him uniquely for this uh, off season. Yeah. But um, I'm not sure about that move. I don't know how good I feel about that, even though his experience, Travis Homer, good guy for special teams, so that one makes sense.
0: Well, f- fun interview I had the other day with Joe Personally, the athletic, who's very familiar with all these former Panthers. And the one thing that that I took away from his analysis of P.J. Walker is just the fact that this guy has come in and won, right? Like he's been a QB, two, and he's been needed at a moment's notice a couple of different times and has shown the ability to go win. A football game right and, and and sometimes that's a big part of the battle in this league particularly in chicago where qb2 usually gets one start per year at least right i don't know the last time we've had a guy start every single game of the regular season it was probably cutler in 2009 maybe um to be honest right. you know I, I, did, did mitch in 17 no so uh, yeah so it's uh it, it, it's it's Likely that we will see PJ Walker on the field at some point in 2023 throwing it around. And he's shown an ability to to be productive when called upon. Now you also want a guy in the room that can be a valuable resource to your starter. And that's going to be up to PJ and Justin to build that relationship however they see they need to build it. And that's always a fascinating dynamic that a lot of fans don't consider. Um, but your starting quarterback usually gives the number two guys some homework assignments every week, and there better be a connection there to help that process move along because again, this all comes back this entire 2023 year we can talk about a thousand players and all of it is going to hinge on whether justin fields takes the big leaps that people expect him to in 2023
2: travis homer comes from the seahawks he was proud of his pass blocking he will get a chance to do that if he plays and is a third down guy do you see him supplanting travis er, ebner is is he going to be out of a, a job now what what is the crowded running back room looking like yeah I mean
0: Tristan Ebner would still be Tristan eligible Ebner, yeah. for your for your uh, practice squad if you need him to uh I mean Travis Homer's a special teams guy right now right yeah. I mean he's he's a he's a third running back and a guy that's going to help you in all four phases of special teams and so uh he'll find his role pretty quickly